This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review speaking with oh, a legend in basketball circles, <laughs> Cynthia Cooper. Coop, how are you? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm safe and dry, so I'm, I'm glad of that. Yeah, I am glad of that, too. I'm glad of that, too. My heart goes out to all of the the people of my family, shoot, in Houston that has had to suffer through this Hurricane Harvey and all of the rain and and all of the water. And it's just, it's tremendous. It's devastating. But I know as a, as a city, as a state, we're going to come out even stronger. Have you heard from your, your relatives? Is everybody okay? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we've gone from rescue to... Uh, you know, some were in a shelter, some were with friends, um, but now everyone, everyone's safe. And, you know, the, the most important thing is that everyone is alive and healthy. That's great. Great to hear that. Well, it's September 1st, 2017. Cynthia Cooper, what are you doing with your time? Are you still in <laughs> basketball? What's going on? Let the listeners know. Well, um, first and foremost, I'm, I'm spending time with my twins. Uh, they're sophomores now in high school. And oh so wow, that's old. To... <laughs> I feel so old. Yeah, I know. You, me. How about me? So it, it's, been, it's been great spending time with them and, you know, kind of making up for lost time while I was coaching. Um, and, and, and then I'm doing a little television. I, I uh, do Spectrum uh, on Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, so I do some of the WNBA games with the Los Angeles Sparks and, and so i you know, I'm keeping busy doing a little bit here and there and, uh, and then we'll see what the future holds. Well, I, I never doubted whether or not you'd be busy because you are always one of those type of people that will find something to do and work wise and occupy oh, yourself. Oh, oh, and I work out every morning, every morning. I'm just saying, throwing that out there too. Yeah, okay. Let everybody know you're still in shape. Does that mean you still you're still in basketball shape? Um, I'm probably not in WBA shape, although I can get there. I'm just throwing that out there too. <laughs> um, um but no, I'm 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 just it's all about being healthy, it's all about staying healthy and, and keeping my body in, in, in good and, and just staying active. Since you are working on you do some Sparks games. What are your thoughts on the Sparks and WNBA season so far? I mean, I, th- I thought the Sparks, you know, they went through some growing pains with a lot of new faces this year. But, you know, so many people want back-to-back champions. They, they want the, the, the champion team to, to be great right from the beginning. And I thought the Sparks, you know, had to go through some growing pains in order to get where they are today. I mean, they're, what, one game? Something like that out of first place. I think they're exactly where they want it to be. They have grown offensively and defensively and, and really tried to uh, find their identity uh, for, for this year because I think it's different from last year. Um, but I think they're right where they're, they're, they're supposed to be. And the WNBA overall, I mean, gosh, so much talent. Every week I just see talent, talented player after talented player uh, Sylvia Fowles is playing the best basketball of her career. Um, you could talk about Maya Moore. or I mean, they're, they're just, every team has talent. 
and talking about talent, how much how much of a difference is the talent level in the W now compared to when you were in the comments were owning the league? Oh, there's so much more talent all on, on every single team. So much more talent. I don't know if they can mess with us. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, we we had we didn't just had a big three. Now we had Kim, we had Jeanette. I mean, we we were balling. True. I'm just, you know, so but the talent in the WNBA, I think it's at an all time high because kids are now preparing when they're in middle school or AAU basketball early on or high school and certainly college, they're now preparing for a WNBA career. Whereas when we were in high school, we didn't have a professional league. So it was really, you know, almost recreational for us. Now, in terms of talent, you know, it's more talent now, but how about fundamentals? Are the fundamentals as high now compared to when you were playing? You know, I I think, you know, a lot of players right now, I I don't know that the fundamentals are, you know, as – as much of a concern and, and focus as it was when I was playing. But, um, and mind you, that was a long time ago, just throwing that out there too. Um, you know, you know, I, I think players really look for specialties now. You know, I'm a three-point shooter. I'm a back-to-the-basket. I'm a mid-range shooter or, or I'm a slasher. You know, and back in the day, we used to have, take pride in all of those skills because for us, it was a skill. You wanted to learn a skill, and you didn't necessarily want to learn one skill. You wanted to be balanced and diverse and and be able to attack the basket in different ways. I don't know that players care about that as much now. Um, They they really focus on their singular talent or their singular skill. Does that, do you think that has to do with summer ball, AAU ball, grassroots ball, more specialization? I think all of the above. I think it has to do with, you know, coaching and and some of the early skill work that they get involved in. You know, most players, especially now, they they find one thing that they can do well and, and, you know, they're a little afraid to venture outside of that. It messes with their their confidence a little bit. You know, I think that's one of the things that these younger players have to overcome is the fear of failure. The only way you can succeed is to fail. You've got to be willing to get outside the box and try new things so that you can grow yourself and your game. Do you still have plans, goals, desires to return to coaching? Yes. Um, I think you, I think I will return to coaching. I don't know where and how and, and what level, but, um, you know, I, I love basketball. I love basketball. I love teaching basketball. I love promoting basketball. I love everything that has to do with my complicated sport uh, of women's basketball. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm continuing. I want to continue to, to infuse my passion, my, my love for the game into the younger generation so that, you know, 20 years from now, they can be having an interview for, with you talking about, you know, their induction into the Hall of Fame or their, you know, championship and how they're now passing their torch on to, to the next generation. How, how often, if any, do you reflect on your days with the Comets? 
you know, it's interesting because um, I I don't reflect on it a lot until somebody brings it up, whether it be on Instagram or Snapchat or um, or or Facebook, and you know, I, and I just it was amazing. It was an amazing time for us, for the city, for the players, and um, and to reflect back on it. It, it gives me a new appreciation for what we accomplished because, you know, now the WNBA, they're throwing out, you know, little tidbits of, of highlights that, you know, 20 years ago, the comments did this or 20 years ago, you know, Cynthia Cooper did this or Tina Thompson or Cheryl Swoops or Jeanette Arcane, um, you know, before it was this global brand, we were just trying to, you know, make sure that the WNBA was alive and well, you know, and, and really just showcase the, the talent, our talent with, with women's basketball. So, you know, it's, it's great to look back and, and, and realize that we were a dynasty. We were the first dynasty. We were the first in a lot of things for the WNBA. And we had, a, we played a small, but I think important part of uh, making this league, allowing this league to get to, you know, 20 plus years. Did you envision the league lasting this long? Um, you know, once the, once the NBA came aboard, I, I did, you know, I did envision the league lasting this long. Um, I just, I just don't want the players in the WNBA to take anything for granted. You know, there was one time when we didn't have a professional league, and they, and we could go back to that time. So everything that they do has to be to 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 really promote the league and, and make sure that the league is alive. Found the league. What are your thoughts on the the players, the social consciousness of the players in the league? They are not afraid to vocalize and visualize their opinions on what's going on in America. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's great that players in the WNBA are socially aware and conscious and that they're able to use the platform of the WNBA and really just the, who they are um, as, you know, as stars in the WNBA and, and overseas to, to really take a stand, because uh, I believe I believe you should take a stand. I, I believe that you should voice, you know, your position on certain situations. Um, I think that's that's American. It's uh, it's good that they do that as long as they do it in the right way. I, I I'm all for it. So, what do you say to those folks who say athletes should just stick to sports? Well, they're not sticking to sports. They're just putting a voice to to what they do, uh, either on the field or on the court. Um, you know, they they are people, and they are living in. You know, athletes live in this society and are subject to some of the same um, situations that you know the everyday people find themselves in, and so they're sensitive. I, I would I want an athlete to be sensitive to, to what I'm going through on a daily basis, me, um, you know, an average person or an above average person. I, I want athletes to be sensitive to my fight as well. 
is there any player, have you seen any player, I'm sure you've been asked this question many, many times, is there any player that reminds you of you? You know what? Um, God, the, there are a few players. You know, like I really like, I, I really like, I, the first and foremost, I'm just going to say this, Maya Moore is a beast. Good night. <laughs> I, I wish I had her three-point shot, but she is just, she's unbelievable. So she, you know, her fierce competitive nature, whatever it take attitude, I love that. And, and, and probably as, as close to me as, as, as I could wish for. Um, but there are a lot of players like Raquana Williams. Raquana for, for the Sparks, when she slashed to that basket, whew, it gives me gives me chills. Like I'm thinking, whew, I used to do that too. <laughs> so, so, you know, there are a lot of players um, in the WNBA that, that remind me of, of, of kind of what I used to try and bring every single night. And not just me, you know, Cheryl Swoops and Tina Thompson and, you know, our whole crew. I'm still trying to find somebody to measure up to Kim Parrott. That's been very difficult. Without a doubt. And, and, but why do you say that for those folks, those listeners who did not have the, the pleasure and opportunity to see Kim on the court? Let them know what, what, what they missed. Well, Kim was just a fierce competitor and everything bundled up in a small package. And, and really, Kim was one of those players that really morphed into whatever we needed her to be. She was a leader on the court. She bossed everybody around. So everybody thought it was me or Cheryl that ran the team, but it was really Kim. Kim is the one who told everybody what to do. And, um, you know, she really echoed what Van Chancellor was doing. But defensively, they had to make a post player bring up the ball because her defense was so tough on the point guard, she wouldn't even let them bring the ball up the floor. Uh, knocking down that corner three-point shot. And, and, you know, she really uh, played a great role for us because in college she scored like 50 points in, in, in certain games. But for us, she was just our floor leader. She was our floor general. And she was the heart and soul of the Houston Comets um, especially during those first two years when we won the uh, the two first two championships, and then our third season when she passed away, her spirit—you could tell her spirit was still with the team um, because it was three for ten. So we did we won the third championship for her. I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but what were your thoughts on the on Comet fans, the sea of red? That's the atmosphere in the building when when they started getting you know cheering for the comets from pregame to during the game and this water you know how did those fans make you feel? I just I just love Houston. I mean I love the Houston fans. I love our fan base. And, you know I still get I'm, I'm still in contact with a lot of Houston comets fans. Um, that just shows you what a bond we had right from the beginning. And I, I mean just it was great playing for Houston. It was great performing every single day. Their energy from the beginning of the game to the end of the game to after the game was always infectious and always made you want to play better and harder. And you might be tired, but they gave you that energy to make it through. And, you know, I wasn't no spring chicken when I started playing in the WNBA. So every, every, 
playing in front of the Houston Comets fans every single home game was just, it, it just made me, uh, it, it really gave me a feeling of, of love and support. And I just, I just felt joy performing for them every single night. Here's an off-the-wall question, but I'm going to put it to you. So have you thought about, ever thought about getting involved in a group to bring the WNBA back to Houston? I mean, I haven't thought about it, but I'd be def- I'd definitely be interested in it. I mean, you know, the Houston needs a WNBA franchise, and um, the the fans deserve it. You know, not only were we the first, you know, dynasty, but the fans of Houston were the first X factor. You know, they were the first ones that stepped up and made the team. Because you got to remember, our first year we weren't really slated to win no championship, you know, Cheryl was out with her maternity, on maternity leave, and, you know, Tina was the first, you know, she was a rookie, and, and not many people believed that we could do it, and so, you know, we needed our fans to, to, to help get us over that hump a lot of games, and, and they were always there for us, so, yeah, they deserve a, Houston deserves a franchise. What, if anything, would you like to see a WNBA due to, in terms of marketing, in terms of promotion, to reach more people? I'd like to see the WNBA get back in um, and, and do a little more uh, marketing with the NBA. I think there are a lot of NBA players that would love to do it. I think fans need to, you know, start looking at women's basketball and taking it for what it is and what it brings to the table. And one way of doing that is, is bridging the gap between the NBA fan and the WNBA fan. And you do that by getting some of these players, NBA players that are stars with daughters that are, are probably, you know, playing right now, you know, getting them involved in some, some marketing uh, schemes and some marketing commercials or print ads and, just really keeping the WNBA out in the forefront and on everyone's mind year-round. Do you see some signs of that, like um, EA Sports is having uh, you know w- WNBA uh, players in their, I guess I'm not sure if it's out yet, but their 2018 game, you think that's a, a positive yeah. step in the right direction? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, everybody wants to be on a video game, and right now I'm, I'm, I'm a shout-out. Yo, EA, what's up with the veterans? You know, you, you need to put – I know some guys that want to put Cynthia Cooper on their team right now. So, you know, y'all need to get up get up with the game. There's plenty of footage out there of me. I'm just throwing that out there, me in a ponytail, you know, <laughs> just my own marketing right now. Um, you know, no, it's, it's, it's great. I, I see signs of it. I, I, I love what EA Sports is doing, but – I also think that there could be more. There could be more, and I also believe that there are lots of NBA players that will jump at the opportunity to do something with the WNBA players. Um, and so, and so, we just got to be, you know, forceful and and just keep at it because the WNBA is not out of the red. They're not out of the woods yet. We got to continue to cultivate our league and grow it and. And, and, and make sure fans know kind of what we're doing. It can't just be a summer league. It has to be a, something year-round that we, um, that we promote.
when you were a college coach and on the recruiting trail, how often did you come across players whose favorite players were NBA players rather than WNBA players? All the time. I mean, some of my players, you know, that I looked up to, yeah, I, I got a chance to look up to Lynette Woodard, but, you know, I most of my players were also, you know, NBA players. I don't, I, I just think that there's, it's a cultural thing and, and, and it's a promotion thing. It's a marketing thing, you know, but I, the, the funniest thing is we've got to teach our young women that it's okay to want to be like Cheryl Hoops or want to be like Maya Moore or what, because I hear guys tell me I'm the reason they watch the WNBA. You know, our women have to learn the history of women's basketball, just like our men know the history of the NBA. Is there anything you want to mention before I let you go? And thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak to me. Anything else you want to say? I just want to tell Houston how much I love you guys and I miss you guys and um, can't wait to kind of interact with you guys again, whether it be coaching or television or with the Rockets. Shout out to the Rockets. Um, whichever, whichever form God allows me to, to interact with Houston again, I welcome it. Coop, as always, I appreciate your, you taking time to, to still stay in touch with me. And um, My, once the season approaches on the college level, I will pick your brain on that too, if you don't mind. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's good talking to you, Chris. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.